Congratulations for crossing over. So your best part of the year. How many of you are excited to be here? I, I did find out that July the 2nd actually begins the, the second half of the year. So we're halfway. Has God been good? Hallelujah. I'm so glad you're here, each and every one of you. If you're new, welcome to the Power of Love Church. Amen. Where your life will never be the same in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the name of the Lord. Hermana. Las hermanas. Oh, my goodness. I look. I see people. Como esta hermana. My friends from the outreach. Un abrazo. Wow. Glory a Dios. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No se vayan sin verme después del servicio, okay? Gracias. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, there's more. I know. I seen my friend I got to pray for at the outreach. Okay, 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 okay. And my friend over there, raise your hand. She was at Young Adults right after the outreach, and then she's here this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give it up for the worship team. Crossing over to some El Español. Did y'all enjoy that? Praise God. Well, we had such a great week. We had our, our, our um, outreach event this past Thursday, and we've seen 75 people that gave their lives to the Lord. 140 plus heard the gospel. Amen. And, and 75 people responded to the altar call to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Praise the name. Come on, give the Lord some praise. And then that Saturday before that, 21 uh, decisions for Christ in the streets of Houston, Texas. Come on. Hallelujah. A church that will grow is a church that will go. And we are instructed to go ye into all the world, each and every one of us. Reaching one, wherever we're at, telling them about Jesus. If he's been good to you, my God, don't be a, a glory hogger. Tell somebody. Be unashamed. You weren't unashamed when you were in the world. You better be un Don't be ashamed to tell somebody about Jesus. You weren't ashamed serving the devil. Okay, I better, just better, better stop right there because it's true, though. But God is good. So it's going to be a great week. Can I tell you why? I know there's been a lot of announcements. Um, we do have God's, I call him God's chosen servant that he sent all the way from Nigeria to Houston, Texas. You know, and you better be for sure that he's not coming because he don't got nothing to do. This man, as of right now, holds the largest church in the world. 100,000 with multiple services. Um, goes on every day with crusades and uh, a, a ministry uh, that operates in miracle signs and wonders, uh, uh, there, you know. And so he is Dr. Uh, Doctors Paul and Becky and Aninchi from Nigeria, uh, from Dunamis Ministry. And you're going to see Dunamis power, let me tell you. I know he was here 
um, last November and we got to attend, I actually personally been, uh, on, you know, sitting under his ministry for the last couple of years when I learned of his ministry, maybe about four years ago. And I used to say one day, my, you know, people have bucket lists or they have things that they desire to do, like special things. And I would always say one day, my desire is to go to Nigeria to the Glory Dome. And I, I, I know that I'm still going to go one day, you know, but never did I even imagine that, you know, Glory Dome will come to Houston, Texas, out of everywhere in the United States of America. I don't take that for granted. How many of you know you can't take that for granted because, because these, you know, this man of God is not being led by his emotions. <laughs> He's moving by the instruction of the Lord. And that tells me and that ought to tell you that God's heart is for the city of Houston, Texas, for the state of Texas. For America. God's not done with America. Amen. So he's, he's, he's bringing missionaries to America to help. Glory to God. And so little did I imagine one day he would come and he was here at Greenspoint, the, the, the Hyatt. Was it the Hyatt? The Hilton. And so that's like right around the corner. And so he's uh, had mentioned, and we were, how many of you joined and could literally say, now if you lie, you're in the house of the Lord, but that your life has never been the same. Yeah. And I, I know, I know you're telling the truth because I know. And so your life will never be the same. And he had mentioned that he was going to come back. People from all over the world came and received, and he didn't mention where he would be coming back to the States, what location people were like yelling, New Jersey, you know, uh, um, New York or Chicago. And I was like, Houston, <laughs> come back. And so we found out that he, he, he is coming back and he's coming back to Houston, Texas. And he's going to be here July the 4th, the 5th, and the 6th at the Marriott Marquise. Is that what it's called? In downtown Houston, the one that has a Texas-sized pool thingy, majiggy. And so... He's going to be there holding two services, uh, one in the morning and one in the evening. And so I want to um, show you this promo video that they personally made to invite people. If we have that, go ahead and play that. Everyone's invited. There will be Spanish translation. Do we have that ready? Praise God. Speaking from the glory of the church on the airport road in Abuja, Nigeria. Better for the North America Revival Fire Conference. Holding a visiting center from the fourth to the fifth of July. God is about to hit you with the power, the presence, the principles of God is going to be a most explosive time.
Hallelujah. Praise God. He actually is also going to be with the uh, Pastor Jonathan and Dallas Shuttlesworth for their conference uh, that they're starting today, which is going to be so awesome. Ah! And so <laughs> it's like bittersweet because I'm here and I have one leg there. But <laughs> praise God. That's going to be an explosive conference like no eye has seen. But we're here in Houston. And so, um, so um, we actually got invited to welcome him tomorrow. Come and welcome him tomorrow and greet him. So we're excited. God is doing amazing things. Amen. And you get to be a part of the awesome things that God is doing. How many of you know that the reason you're here is because God chose you for such a time as this? Amen. How many of you know could literally say, I shouldn't even be here? But I'm going to tell you something. God chose you. God picked you. And God has set you apart for this time and this hour to do great things for the kingdom of God. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. And so um, it's going to be powerful. Don't miss it. Uh, everyone is invited. It's absolutely free. You can go ahead and register. I'm not sure if we have some more flyers out there. If we do, please grab them, share, share with everyone. Everyone is welcome. You can bring your kids. You can, you know, just make plans uh, uh, to join. It's going to be amazing. Who's excited about that? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, last week we did celebrate 12 years of the Power Love Church. Man, God is so good. 12 years of God's faithfulness. 12 years, I believe we have close to 50,000 decisions for Jesus outside of this wall. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. And so many lives changed, many uh, uh, people healed, delivered, set free. We've seen the mighty hand of God in the lives of people. They come one way and they leave another way. Hallelujah. Jesus said, come as you are. If you, if, if you had to get right before you came to Jesus, then you wouldn't need him. But he says, come as you are, because when you come in contact with the presence of God, when you come in contact with the power of the word of God, one word from God can change your life forever. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? Glory to God. One word from God can, no matter where you at, there's nothing the devil has done in your life or worked up in your life that God will not turn it around for you today. I said today. Today. Hallelujah. And so, it, you know, there, the, greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. And so the power of love, there's power in God's love. And I started on, on, on why the power of love last week. Um, I, I kind of you know, was saying that the title would be, what's love got to do? And then absolutely everything, because God is love. <laughs> so you look at me like, Ooh, what kind of pastor is this? <laughs> Every, it has everything to do, because God is love. Amen. God is love. And, 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 and when and Jesus, you know, Jesus' ministry was greater than Moses' ministry. And through the ministry of Moses, the, 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 the law, the commands were written, right? But through Jesus Christ, the, the New Testament command was written. And so 
does does the the new do away with the old? No, it doesn't do away with the old, but it fulfills the old. You see, because Jesus said when they asked him which one is the greatest commandment, and he said, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might, and you shall love your brethren as you love yourself." He said, "Upon this command, you see, there's no longer commandments." There's no longer thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery. There's no longer th those commandments. There's one command because the Bible says that if you fulfill this one command, you fulfill all the laws of the prophets. Are you with me? Because if you fulfill the one command, the New Testament command, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might, the Bible says that upon this command hangs all the laws of the prophets. And upon the laws of the prophets are written the Ten Commandments. If you love God, you're not going to want to cheat your brother. If you love God, you're not going to want to commit adultery. If you love God, you're not going to want to murder. Is anybody with me this morning? That is why our aim is to love God with everything that we are. We should want to be more in love with God today than we were yesterday. Are you with me? And there is that to the, what that looks like, and that's what I've taken the time to share with you. And I know that, you know, uh, the Lord put it in my heart to, that, that the month of July will be the month of, of, of ministering and sharing with you the power of the love of God. Amen. And then I was, I was tuning in to Bishop Oyedepo's service this morning, uh, their celebration. They do a crossover service, which I said, we need to do that. We need to do in J July, like today would be a crossover service, like a whole cr big old crazy thing. New Year's, you know, crossing over to the, the, the second half of the, the, the year. Hallelujah. You know, when we were in the world, we found any excuse para puro party, party. Well, I don't know about y'all, but we still do any excuse to celebrate. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so, because God is good. God is good. Glory to God. And, and, and then I was listening to, to his message, and, he, and, and they, every July they have a theme. And, and, and I had no idea, but July is going to be their, the, 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 pow, the power breakthrough of the love of God. I said, okay, I'm on the right path. <laughs> okay, confirmation. There's power in the love of God. You know, James, the book of James, uh, calls it the royal law. The royal law. Because if you fulfill this law, you fulfill all. We've made it hard, you know. A religion makes it hard and to get you to don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. If you just do the one, you don't have to do the rest. You don't have to worry about wanting to do the other. If you, if you have a want to do the one, you won't have a want to do the rest. Because the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you grow in his love. And can I tell you something? Love is a fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, the Bible says that, law, that, that, that uh, uh, love is a fruit of the Spirit. So a fruit grows. Amen. So don't be frustrated if you still get a little... Cray, cray, you know, don't get frustrated if you still get a little irritated, but keep growing in the love of God. 
Keep growing in the love of God. Be quick to repent if you miss it, but get right back on track. Amen. Because you can. God will never ask you to do something that you cannot do. And he, and he commanded us. He didn't suggest that we walk in love and love our brethren. He commanded us that we to walk in love. And we are command, you're not commanded to like everybody. Well, maybe, hold on, did I say that right? You're not commanded to be friends with everybody, but you are commanded to love everybody, even the ugly. You don't have a choice. Can I tell you something? It's because when you are born again, God put that love on the inside of you. He filled you with that love. Even Ezekiel prophesied it. A new heart will I, I will remove that stony heart and I will put my spirit on the inside of you. You're not the same person that you were. You're not the same grudgeful, hateful, uh, 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 miserable person that you were. He took that stony heart out. When Jesus came, died for you and shed his blood and you accepted him, you accepted his love. He poured on the inside of you by his spirit. Therefore, all, you know, it's not in you to hate anymore. It's not in you to be ugly anymore. Are you with me? And with the help of God, you can obey God. You, trust me. I know. You can. But you have to grow in this. You don't wake up lovely. When you give your life to Jesus, you don't wake up. Oh, I love But there's some, something happened. Because, you know, Ezekiel said I will, that he will prophesy that when Jesus would come, he will take that stony heart, that hard heart, and he will put in you a, 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 a loving, new, soft heart, his heart, not weak, not emotional. And then Jeremiah prophesied it as well. And that's what happened. Romans 5.5, 5, the, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we can walk in this love. And we must continue to grow in this love. We grow it as we practice it. Amen. But there is power in walking in the love of God. I'm going to show you the profitability of walking in the love of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible also says that um, how do you know that you have, have passed from dark to light, from dead to life, for the very fact that you love the brethren? That, so I can't know if I'm saved because one of the, the, the reasons is that I, I have love for the brethren. Amen. I know that I've gone, and this scripture reminds me of my husband. The scripture that says, how do I know that I have uh, passed from, light to, uh, from darkness to light, from dead to life, because we can love the brethren. Because, you know, when you're in the world, you're full of hate. I mean, ever, any, anybody ever watch First 48 or, you know, all those ugly shows? <laughs> that that, that, that it, it's all about the, the hate of people. You know, that leads to murder and all these craziness, evil, wicked things comes from an evil heart. And, 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 and that's why people need Jesus. No one, nothing or no one can transform a heart of man but Jesus Christ. I told that to the, 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 the officer during COVID when they tried to come and shut us down. They tried to say, you need to shut the church down. 
And I and she go and she was thinking that she was gonna come and console me and say, you know, you could go online. You could have people watch you online or, uh, or congr- uh, you know, have church online. That's what we do. I said, well, if that's what you do, good for you, but we're not going to do that. And I said, and the reason, I said, the reason we're not going to do that with all due respect, she wanted me to go talk to the judge, the, the, the Harris County judge, which the Harris County judge had just released, I don't know how many criminals from, from, from jail because it was crowded. They're releasing people from jail, but they want to close the church down. And can I tell you something? People that are released due to an emergency, where they commit a crime, they cannot get arrested again. And I said, you want us, you want us to ch- shut the church down? Can I tell you something? I said, it's the gospel that changes people. I said, as a matter of fact, we're, we're helping you stay in open because we're not only congregating here, but we're out there leading people to Jesus. I said, you want me to go talk to your judge that just released people from, from jail? I said, and you know, I know, and you know that if they commit a crime, you can't arrest them. So we're helping you. You know what she said? We're screwed. That's, those were her words. Those were her words. She said, we're screwed. That's your right. And so it's Jesus, the gospel, the love of God that can change a heart. And we want to see people change. We want to see people's life transformed. No matter who they are, where they come from, what they've done, there is forgiveness in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you come from, there is power in the blood of Jesus. There's forgiveness in the name of Jesus. And so, you know, we, it's, it's, it, you know, and I, I, going back to my husband, I said, because, you know, when you're in the world, you're full of hate. You're, you can't help it. You were born that way. You can't help it. You know, you didn't know any better. A lot of people went through so much hell growing up. And, you know, they, they harbor all these things, unforgiveness, a list of, of a, a record of people that have done you wrong, you know, and, and you develop these skills of, of, of hating and, 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 you know, having evil thoughts towards people and, and, and all this, this, this craziness that comes from the work of the devil and the work of the flesh. And, and so uh, the scripture reminds me of my husband, how do you know that you have gone from light uh, from darkness to light, from death to life, for the very fact that you love the brethren, because you know nobody knows you better than your spouse, I believe. And even Kenneth Hagen said something like this. He says, "If you wanna, you know, because he was talking, I'm it's talking about love is the way to victory." And he was saying, you know, that that when the Bible says to that walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, he is meaning that, that to walk in love, walking in the spirit is walking in the fruits of the spirit. And what's the first fruit that is mentioned? Love. Amen. And so he was saying, you know, I was preaching a sermon one time. He said somewhere in Texas. And I asked the people, if I was, if, if you were to uh, 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 um, go look for the most spiritual person, uh, where would you go? And, and, and someone said, you know, I will go to the church. And, and he said, okay. And somebody else said, I will choose the one that is yelling the loudest, speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Okay. And then he said, well, and, and somebody else said something else. And he said, well, if I was looking for them to, to know who was the most spiritual person, he says, I will go to their house. 
and see how they act and treat people around them. And then he said, one lady blurted out, she's, she's like, I'm out then because I need help. <laughs> and then her life radically changed. You know, because the, the, the people that know, you can pretend to be everything. Just because you're in church shouting hallelujah. I mean, you should be in church. You should be shouting hallelujah. But the, the, the you know, the reality is, is that when, when nobody is watching, you know what I'm saying? The people closest to you. Are you nice to everybody and ugly to everybody at home? Are you opening the doors for others and don't open it for your wife? Are you nice to everybody's kids but not your kids? Okay, let's move on. Okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, it's getting hot in here. Put that thing lower. And so, no, because we're, we're, we're here. We're in it all the way. Amen. Anybody here all, and, and not playing games? Hello. There's power in the love of God. And so, you know, it's just like your faith. Your faith, I believe. I'm, hallelujah. But when the test of faith come, which they do come, will we still hallelujah? Will we still praise the Lord? You know, and that's when, you know, when tough times uh, come, it, it's, it's not to take you out. It's to prove what's in you. So it's not for you to fail. It's an opportunity for God to be glorified that even in the midst of trials, I can rise up in victory because I have what it takes to overcome. Greater is he that is in me than he that is of this world. Amen. And so, so you know when people have that love. You know when people have truly changed because they're not the same. Are you with me? Somebody was telling me the other day, you know, that they had an encounter and, and with a family member, and, and something had happened, and the family member, you know, uh, um, you know uh, was waiting for the reaction because they, they knew how he always react, you know, and outburst and this and that. And it's like people get to know how you are and how you're going to react. <laughs> Hello? And so when this person didn't, you know, react, the, 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 the family member was like, like impacted, like, wow, some, this, my, my family member is not the same because I know how they used to be. I know how they would react if, in, in case this situation, but the fact that they didn't even react, it tells me that they're not the same. Are you with me this morning? Say, I'm not the same. How, say, the love of God has changed me has transformed me. And once again, don't get mad. Don't get impatient. If you're, in, you're growing, you got to grow in this love. Amen. You got to grow in this love. That, that'll help somebody this morning. And so I remember, you know, uh, my husband, he had a few enemies. He had a few, you know, my husband grew up in the, in the streets and, you know, out there and in, in, in the, in the life of drugs and, 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 uh, crime and, and all these crazy things, right? But, Anyways, and next month, our anniversary of, <laughs> we'll be 27 years married. But we've been together since 1993, when he used to be, I used to be running in MacArthur High School, cross country, and here comes my husband in the Cadillac, 
And then the funny thing is, is that it was me and this other girl and nobody around us. And I, I think he thought we were like in the front of the, uh, of the, of the, the group, but we were always the last ones. <laughs> but he didn't know any. He didn't know. Anyways, he, um, you know, he had any, some people that had, had beef with, is that, that's how you say it, whatever, like ugly beef, like if I see you, ain't going to be good, you know what I'm saying, like we're enemies, like we cannot be seen together in the same room because something is going to go down like that, you know, one of us is going to go into eternity real quick, like that, and so, but, you know, and my husband, uh, his life changed, and, um, um, you know, he, he surrendered his life to the Lord, and he, he started, you know, this love came on his life. Um, he started, you know, it, it started changing him. He started getting committed in the, in the house of the Lord and, and serving God. And hallelujah, praise the Lord. And then, you know, this other individual that, that, that had happened with him, to him with that they had that kind of like uh, hate towards each other. He had also, they, he had also heard that he, after prison, that, that guy had given his life to the Lord. But, you know, you hear people are saved, but are they really, really saved? Or are they like, you know, um, and so um, it so happened that we kind of knew some of the same people. And so that guy had also heard that my husband had given his life to the Lord, but he was sure, he was wondering as well, is he really, really saved, you know? Well, it, uh, where we were serving at that time, uh, they were inviting that, that, that gentleman and his family to come to church, but he kind of knew, like, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I want to go, but, you know, uh, he knew that my husband went there. And my, my husband was actually uh, 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 in the children's ministry. He was, he was helping the, the ki- with the kids. And so, um, so anyways, this uh, family ended up coming, and when he went to he didn't know, the other guy didn't know that my husband was a teacher of the children. So he went to go drop off his kid and sign him up. And my husband's the one that greets him at the door to sign his kid in or something like that. Right, babe? And then you had, you seen him and my husband kind of like, at that moment is like, what's going to happen, you know? And my husband, I remember that he like asked somebody to hold the class and he went off to himself do you want to say it? Because I'm telling you, t- come tell them real quick. St- just go from there. Go from there. Just go from there. Good morning, Power Love Church. Let me, let me get the story straight. Amen. No, the, uh, I mean, just, just to backtrack just, just a bit, you know, this individual went to prison um, because they did a drive-by my brother Ram, we we grew up together, and and um, at our mama's house, and 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 my 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 twin brother had got shot that day, and um, and so he he went to prison for it. So so when he got out, um, he had, he had surrendered his life to Christ, and it was, he said he got saved. He had been saved since '98, and so you know. I, I had just given my life to the Lord in 2004, so so at that time we, we were serving and and um, at, at a at a church and I was doing a children's class and 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 you know I, I had my notes and 
in my little pulpit, and I'm teaching on First Corinthians, the love chapter, and Lord behold, I see this individual, and uh, and you know that's the ultimate test, Amen. You know, you know what you're made of when you squeeze, and and honestly, when I saw him, you know, it's just for a quick two or three seconds, I felt like this feeling, and I'm like, no, nope, I don't like this feeling, and you know, um, and so he basically signed this kid in and kind of bolted to the sanctuary, and um. I saw one of the leaders. I said, hey, take care of my class today. You know, I got my notes there. I'm teaching <laughs> on the first Corinthians and, you know, the love chapter. I said, you know, you can use them or whatever, wherever the Lord leads you. I said, but I can't, I cannot do the class today. And he's like, hey, he, I guess he, he saw my demeanor and he was like, hey, brother, what's wrong? Man? Everything okay? I'm like, yeah, everything's fine, you know. And I, and I started walking the hall. Um, praise and worship had just started. And, um. We had a little hallway at that church, and and um, praise and worship started. And I remember, I, you know, I was like, Lord, I I, I know too, but I don't like this feeling I'm having. You know, like a feeling of like like um, like I'm having like some type of resentment towards them or, or whatever. And, and so, praise and worship started, and uh, I remember just I just begin to start speaking in, in, in the Holy Ghost and walking, pacing back and forth. And then I just, you know, at this church we had a kind of doors like this, but they had blinds going across them, and I, I just happened to peek in there, and, w- and when I peeked in there, you know, I saw that guy with his hands raised, and like, just tears coming down his face, and, you know, you know, the Lord just, just spoke to me right then and there, he said, hey, he said, hey, you know, he said, you, you lost the brother, but I'm going to add one on to you. And, um, and, 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 you know, I'm just like, I was just kind of just stoned and, you know, stone faced. And, and um, I ended up going into the sanctuary, sitting at the back, and I was never sat at the back. And, but, um, and then, and then the Lord just, Show me again, and by the way, you're gonna you have some words to tell them, you know. And so I waited to the end of the service, and I know there's only one way in, one way out. So I had to, <laughs> you know. And so so I waited to the end of the service, and until we got outside, and I said, "Hey, what's going on, bus? You remember me?" And he just kind of threw his hands up. He said, hey, you know, brother, look, man, I've been saved since 98. I'm sorry. You know, he started apologizing. I said, no, no. You know, I said, I'm not here to charge you up. I just want you to know you're welcome here. I said, we spent a lot of time out there, you know, uh, just running lawless and creating chaos. And, um, you know, we we, we, we uh, shot at them. They shot at us plenty of times and and stuff like that. I said, but. I believe, you know, we're, you're here now. We're face to face, and the Lord showed me that we have a lot to do for the kingdom of God. And so, and so that day, that day, you know, we, we you know, we, we squashed beef, and we spent time sharing our testimonies, how, how we rival gang members, and, and, uh, and you know, we, we do, we, we, we would go to schools, and share a testimony in, in different places like that. But, you know, um, I, you know, you, be careful what you pray for. I remember when I first gave my life to the Lord. 
I was like, you know, I, I didn't know how to love people because I didn't grow up like that, you know, and, and, and I remember asking the Lord, Lord, show me how to love people. I don't even know how to love myself. I don't know how to love my wife, and, you know, she served God seven years faithfully with, you know, without me. I, I just didn't, no one ever took me to church, so I didn't naturally just not want to go. I mean, I didn't want to go, you know, and I was fine with her going. I said, you can go all you want to. Just just leave me alone, you know. I'm not going to go. <laughs> but when you, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know that, the, you know, you, you, you know where to run to. And, and, and so I'd ask the Lord. I said, Lord, show me how to love people because I don't know how. I don't know how. And I, be, and I remember, like, first feeling, like, conviction for, for anything. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I'm feeling a certain way. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. But when the love of God hits you, I mean, you, you're just never the same. You, you, you see people as eternal beings. You, you know, you don't see people as just people that ex- just exist. You don't even see yourself the same way. For once in my life, it was the Lord giving me a purpose and, 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 and a sense of being. And, uh, you know, taught me how to, how to be a, a man of God, a husband that, that, that loves his wife, you know, to take care of her. And um, so that was the, the beginning of, of my faith walk. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful because, I mean, I, I tell all the brothers, yeah, I love them all day long, you know. And, but I really do. I love people. I learned, I learned how to love people. Uh, and um, you owe it to everyone to love them as well. Amen. Are you, are you trying to get an early anniversary present? <laughs> this is not Wednesday. <laughs> I am older than you. Okay. I want to tell you something. That this thing that uh, Pastor George, I was there, you know, when the testimony happened. The fruit that comes off love. When we saw Pastor George testify, we knew where he came from and all that. And this was a, some, this man did something to his brother. Um, after that, when Pastor George showed love, you know, to this man, that was a proof of the love, right? And the fruit that came off, several gang members and several people back in the, in the day, 12, what, 13 years ago, got saved because of that testimony, you know? And, and so that was a fruit of righteousness, you know, that came from him. And, uh, and this, other, this other brother became a pastor, you know, and he has a church too right now. So, you know, so, so that, that, that's, that's what love does, you know. It, it creates fruit. And that's fruit that came off the vine, you know, I mean, of the, and the branches from that. We were there and we were all touched. Man, we were all in tears when, when, when this happened. So um, I'm just here to, as a witness. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was going to say that, but he finished it. God is good. Only Jesus and the love of God can transform my heart. Only the blood of Jesus can heal every heart, can remove, you know, that, that hate, that 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 offends that hurt people have been hurt but it, it but there's nothing that the power of the love of god cannot transform 
No matter where you're at, no matter where you come from, no matter what has happened in your life, if you let Jesus come into your life, he'll take that stony heart and he'll put in you a new heart that loves, that forgives. Because there's wonderful things that belong to the lovers of God. And that is one thing that the devil aims at is to get you out of love. Can I tell you why? Because it's the greatest command. Because upon that command hangs all the commandments. Because, you know, the love of God is faith worketh by love. And so the love walk, your love fruit has to be in place. And when it is, there is nothing. That's why Kenneth Hagin said, you know, love is the way to victory. Love, is, love the Bible says in, in, in 1 Corinthians 13 that love never fails. Love keep it no record of wrongdoing. So, you know, I was, I was actually, you know, I, was, I didn't know this about uh, Kenneth Hagin, but when I was reading uh, the, the Love, the Way to Victory, he was saying that, you know, if you, how many of you know Kenneth, Brother Kenneth Hagin and know of him? He's gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, but um, the Lord used him in such a mighty way. And um, he said that, you know, if you're, his testimony is that he grew up sickly. He was, had a heart condition. He was, um, he, you know, was very small in, in, in size because he never really, like, developed because of his illness, his heart condition. And so he would get bullied at school. Um, he had to learn how to, you know, uh, uh, defend himself. He said he had, because of his heart condition, if he would get angry and worked up, he will pass out. So when they would make him mad, if he decided to, you know, uh, um, uh, get angry, he would pass out. So he would lose out. So, you know, he's telling his testimony. And then long story short, God gave him a miracle from that, healed him from that condition. But before that, he said, you know, I had to, I, I, I had hate. I had anger. He said, when we were little, our dad walked out on us. He says, our dad walked out on us, on my mom. My mom left us with, uh, with family members. You know, they used to call us little orphans. And he said, me and my older brother, Dub, he said, we made a pact. They were kids. He says, we made a pact that when we grew up, we were going to kill our dad. And he said, and we, we, we vowed to it. We vowed that when we grow up, he says, we were so full of hate. We were so full of hate. We were so angry. And, and he said, and that anger kept taking us further, deeper, angry with, with him, angry with my mom, angry with, with ourselves, just mad at the world. Ever, you know, anybody before your life in Christ can say, I was angry at the world. I didn't care. You had no, like my husband said, I didn't even know what a conviction was. I didn't even know how to feel a certain good emotion. It wasn't there. And so they made a pact, and they said, we're going to kill our father. And, and, and I believe they would have. He says, but if it hadn't been because we gave our lives to Jesus, if it hadn't been because the love of God was shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, we, we didn't have to do that anymore because it wasn't in us anymore to do that. We didn't want to do that. We didn't want to do that to our father. We didn't want to do that to anybody. It's only by the power of the love of Jesus that no matter what has happened, no matter what they have done to you, when the love of Jesus comes on the inside of you, it'll transform your life forever. And God, you know, the Bible says that that God has special things in store for his lovers. Amen. 
That scripture that I was telling you, it's in 1 John 3, 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. So my husband said, I knew that, that this scripture reminds me of him because I, <laughs> that's when I knew he, he's really saved. Like he, he's not the same. He is not the same anymore because of the, the way, the fruit, the way that he acted. Amen. Hallelujah. And so let me briefly, let me just take a few minutes to share with you the prophet of loving God. The prophet, there is a prophet in loving God. Through the scripture, it makes it very clear or abundantly clear that it's extremely profitable, say profitable, to love God. I started Sunday, so I encourage you to go back and recap. But many people love God with their mouths, but their heart's far away from it. They, everybody can claim, I love God, I love God. But, you know, one of the first things I said, how do you know, how, what's the proof that you love God is your, your, your God number one. You put God first. God is number one. What God loves you know, you love what he hates, you hate. And, 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 and God has to be number one in our lives. We don't fit him into our lives. He is our life. He's the reason why we live. He's the reason why we are alive. Therefore, my life belongs to him. Amen. Are you with me? I'm not my own. The Bible says we were bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so, so, Scriptures make it abundantly clear that it's extremely profitable. Say profitable. To love God. And so loving God the way the Bible says will cause you to stand out. Are you with me? Loving God the Bible way uh, will cause you to stand out. Will cause you to be enviable. Instead of you envying the world, the world will envy you. Are you with me? Because God has special things for his lovers, his true lovers. How many lovers of God are here this morning? If you look at the love of David, if the life of David, you can see that, that God, he was distinguished. He wasn't like everybody else. Whenever uh, Saul was made king and then he disobeyed uh, the, the Lord, uh, in 1 Samuel 13, 14, we can read where it says, that, that uh, the Lord had, had sought him, a man, after his own heart. Uh, um, and the Lord commanded him to be captain over his people. So when Saul was being removed, God told Samuel that he had found him somebody. He had found him somebody that was after his own heart. Can God see you and, and see you as somebody that is after God's own heart. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, that God is looking through and fro throughout the whole earth. To see who he can show himself strong on the behalf of. God is looking through and fro throughout the whole earth. To see whose heart is committed towards him. Whose heart is towards him. It's, it's, it's for him is with them so that God 
can show himself strong. One translation says so that God can support them, that God will support them strongly. When your heart is committed for God, there's no way that the hand of God will not be seen upon your life. Because God looks for such people. Saul was king, but yet he did things his own way. There's people that claim to love God, but they do things their own way. And yet there is somebody that is doing things God's way, and all of a sudden this person starts rising up. And people don't even see that coming. Because God doesn't look at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. And even when Saul was being king, David was over here loving God, doing what God had called him to do, even if the job looked insignificant, taking care of sheep. But because he was honoring God and obeying God and being faithful to God, God looks for such people. God looks for such people. And when he finds one, oh, se va a notar. It's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna tell. When I read that in, in first, I think it's in first Chronicles, that the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord look through and fro throughout the whole earth to see whose hearts are completely dedicated to him. You know what I said? God, you don't gotta look no more. I said, God, you don't gotta look no more. Uh, you can stop right here because I, I want, I want, I wanna do your will. I want, I want to do your will. Whatever you want, Father, help me, grace me to do your will. Because I love you. You changed my life. You rescued me from death. Hallelujah. You saved my life. Here I am, Lord. Use me. I said, you don't got to look no more. Look at your neighbor and says, he don't got to look no more because he found us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And so... God looks, he sees, and don't let anyone tell you you are wasting your life or your time loving God. Don't ever let nobody tell you, ah, you know, we, that, that happens all the time. I, I remember seeing somebody, uh, we were somebody, and I seen somebody at a, at a store, the cash register, and I was excited. It was like an old friend, and I was like, hey, um, uh, um. Uh, and, and he was like, oh, I heard you, you're, you're hermana, you're an hermana, you're a sister. I said, I am. But he was like making fun. I heard you're one of those hermanas, you know, from the church. And I was like a little bit sh shocked because I wasn't expecting that. But I was like, yeah, I am. Praise the Lord. You want to be a brother? Glory to God. <laughs> You know, but don't ever let anybody tell you, oh, you're just all about God. You're just too much. You know, you're too radical. Your faith is too much. You're going a little hard. Come on. I always tell people you used to go hard for the world, how, serving the devil. How much more harder for the kingdom of God? Is anybody here this morning that decided I'm going to go hard for the kingdom of God? Hallelujah. I always tell people, you know. You were so fearless out there dodging bullets. You didn't care. You know, you show up anywhere. And now you want to get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost uh, and, and, and with the word of God, with the shield of faith. And you want to be coward, you know, like a coward, like hiding, like scared. Now you, gotta, you can't be at church late because you got to go home and go to bed early. 
You used to leave your kids with the babysitter, giving Moltrin to sleep, and so you can stay out extra, and now you get saved. Not saying give them Moltrin anymore, but now it's like the things you used to do for the, the world, you should even excel and do it much more for the kingdom of God. Why do people get like that? Now they, they're saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I see people, you know, but you know what I love about our people here? Fearless people. The people here at the Power Love Church, can I tell you, the men of this house, strong, fearless, frontliners, men of valor, Holy Ghost filled, glory be to God, are not scared of. They go out snatching souls from darkness so don't let anyone tell you you are wasting your life or your time loving God it pays to love God I said it pays to love God let's move quickly number one what is the profit of loving God the number one is that it gives you access to depths and insight. Loving God gives you access to depths and insight. It's so important to get insight because when you get insight of the word of God, it changes your levels. When you are able to not just see what God is, hear what God is saying, but you can see what he is saying, that is insight. That is revelation. What you can see that God has said, you, it, you can't doubt it. When the light is on and you can see, no one can tell you what you're not seeing because you see what you see. Insight and depth comes to the lovers of God. Let me take you there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I know some of you are wondering, when is she going to crack open that Bible? I've been quoting scripture since I started opening my mouth. But for the sake of people that were wondering, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But it, as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things, say things, that God has prepared for those who love him. You see, there are things that God has prepared for his lovers. Say things. And in verse 10, it says, but God has revealed them, these things, to us through his spirit. For the spirit searched all things, yes, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. So God reveals these things to his lovers. The Amplified Classic says, but on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made, and keeps ready for those who love him. How many lovers of God are here? Who hold him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying him, and gratefully recognizing the benefits, say the benefits, he has bestowed. So 
God shows his lovers what he doesn't show others. The Bible says that the secret things belong to God and he reveals them to his children. Hallelujah. Do you reveal your secrets to everybody? No, but I'm sure if you do, it's only to those that you love and you know that love you. Well, God does the same thing. He reveals the depths and insight to his lovers. And when God begins to show you the things that he has and keeps ready for you, it puts a fire on the inside of you to never quit, to never throw in the tile, tile, to never go backwards, but to keep pressing in into all that God has in store for you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So do you think that everybody, you know, everybody started on the same, the same way? But not everybody ends up the same because not everybody takes serious what has been entrusted into them. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Say glory to God. And so lovers of God will see what others cannot see. God will show you in a moment what it takes somebody a year to catch. Because you are a lover of God. And the Bible says that God reveals these things to his lovers. So there is the profit of loving God is that you will receive access to depths and insight. Like Peter was saying during the offering. How many of you enjoy that? that, that? Come on. He said, you know, one God idea will change the course of your life. Oh, how many of you receive that? Glory to God. Number two. The prophet of loving God is that you have access to divine presence. The divine presence of God. You are a carrier of the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In John 14, verse 21, Jesus said, I have it in the, in the, in the, um, Let's see. In the Amplified Classic, Jesus said, The person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. Jesus said in one other translation, He said, Why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I said? You know, as born again believers, it should be in us to obey the Lord. Amen. It should be, it should be in us to obey the Lord, it should be pleasing. Jesus said, the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. I I like that word, really. Because do you love God? But do you really, really love God? And whoever really loves me will be loved of my father. And I too will love him and will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. Jesus said, if you love me, the person who loves me keeps my word, keeps my commandment. It's not just a hearer of my word, but it's a doer of my word. And he will be loved by me, and he will be loved by my Father. And Jesus, Jesus, the Savior of the world, he said, and I will come, and I will reveal, I will manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. When Jesus comes and makes himself real in your life, 
It's just like the, the two guys that when Jesus had resurrected and came and appeared and they walked with him. And then they didn't even know it was Jesus at the beginning. And then they, they knew that Jesus was, it was Jesus because their hearts, no wonder our hearts burned within us. And then whenever the disciples, the, the people said about them, we know that these were our unlearned men, but we can tell that they've been with Jesus. Because they were bold. They had a knowledge that didn't come from books, but directly by the Spirit of God. They say, we, we know these are unlearned men, but we can tell they've been with Jesus. When Jesus begins to manifest himself in you, as a result of you being a lover of God, of being a hearer of the word, and a doer of the word of God, he'll come and he will manifest himself in your life and people people will know this person something is different something is different about this person they're carrying something the other brothers aren't really caring something is can you tell somebody that walks with Jesus oh, Jesus You know, lovers naturally hang around each other. You hang around people you love. You know, husband and wives want to be with each other. I hope so. If not, freshen up that love. It's there. You just got to love. Love. You can't leave it on autopilot. This thing that Jesus take the wheel. Jesus ain't taking no wheel. He gave you the wheel and you better drive the direction that he tells you to drive. Jesus, take the wheel. No, he ain't taking the wheel. He gave you the will. Now you do his will. Go in the direction he's telling you. People think that just ever, they just gonna, no, love has to be, you gotta work the love. Me and my husband gotta do things to keep this thing burning. It's like, bring me more flowers, babe. Like, you know, take me out to eat on a date or something. We gotta do, we we do simple things to keep it going. Are you with me? We ain't going to buy this thing that the older we get, the drier we get. But you got to work it. You got to come in each other's presence. You got to communicate, exchange of information. That's your relationship with God. Are you with me? Hallelujah. The presence of God. You have access to divine presence of God. He said, I will come and I will, if you, you know, I will manifest myself. If you really love me, you will be loved of my father and you will be loved by me. And I will come and make myself real to you. Ooh, that'll, that'll take your life to another level and keep it at another level. Lovers of God carry the presence of God. Lovers of God carry the presence of God. Look what Acts uh, uh, 10.35 says. Act 10.35, uh, or Acts 10.34 and 35. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Oh, of truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of person. It says that God is no respecter of person. That God has no favorites. But that was talking about, you know, God doesn't favor you because you're this color or this color, or you're this nationality or this. God doesn't have no favorites like that. He's not a respecter of person. He shed his blood for all. 
for all. Are you with me? But then verse 35 says, but, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted by him or is favored by him. God has no favorites because you're this or that or you, this is your title or you've done this or that. He has no favorites that way. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted. Or you can say it's favored by him. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. And when God favors you, you could tell. Amen. Glory be to God. Number three, let's move quickly. Well, to attach uh, one more to number two, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God was with him. God is with you. God is with his lovers. And he'll manifest himself in you and through you in such a powerful way. Glory be to God that even those that come in contact with you will be impacted. People that come, uh, you know, uh, in, in your presence, they won't leave as they were. If they come depressed, they will leave happy. If they come in bondage, you will pray for them and they will be set free. If they're lost, they will leave saved. Glory to God. Not by, my, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. Number three, access to de, uh, uh, the prophet of loving God. Number three is access to divine preservation. Do you know that God defends his lovers? God takes care of his people. Hallelujah. In Psalm 91. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you glad you came this morning? Hallelujah. Have you been blessed so far? Psalm 91, verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Come on. No lover of God will ever be stranded no matter what happens in this world. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Oh, let trouble come because when trouble comes, trouble's going to be confronted with a great I am that lives on the inside of you. And the same way trouble comes to you, trouble has to go in the mighty name of Jesus. <sighs> We need this more than ever. We need to be walking in this more than ever. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and I will honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. No lover of God is permitted to die premature. No lover of God is permitted to check out before their time. No lover of God is permitted to experience sudden destruction, sudden calamity. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Though they come before you one way, they will flee before you seven ways. When the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. 
No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Any tongue that rises against you, you shall condemn. Because you're a lover of God. And God takes his lovers seriously. God loves you. And he deserves our love back. God gave you his all. Romans 8, he who did not withhold his only beloved son but deliver him up for us all, will he not along with him give us everything else? Oh, God distinguishes his lovers. How many lovers of God are here this morning? There is power in the love of God. God will protect you. No matter, that's why when you get so caught up in the love of God, you don't gotta get, you don't have time to get caught up in what people are working against you. You don't even talk about it. You don't even say it. I, I'm too caught up in the love of God. And I know that as long as I get caught up in the love of God, God is handling. He's causing confusion in the enemy's camp. What am I going to be afraid of? I'm too caught up in the love of God. He's been too good to me. I know what the word of God says. And he will deliver me and set me on high. Glory. 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 You might have walked in this morning and there's things that are being worked up against you. I'm here today. That If you truly believe what I'm telling you, if you make up your mind to surrender to God and love God, even this moment, that plan will be dismantled over your life in Jesus' mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Greater is he that is in me than he that is of this world. And I say that by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Whatever report you have been given that it did not come from God, this morning, as you turn to the love of God and trust him, that plan and that report is dismantled out of your life and canceled in Jesus' mighty name. God said that because you have set your love upon me, Therefore, I will deliver you. You can't die. You can't go under. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. Who wrote this? David, a lover of God, a man after God's own heart, though saying one that said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He make me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for my God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, surely, surely only goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's somebody that knows. That's somebody that loves God. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. A shadow of death can kill you.
It can only make you think it can. But it can't if you're too conscious of the one that you're carrying on the inside of you. <laughs> I'm telling you. The Bible says in Isaiah, arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord shall, has risen upon you. The glory of the Lord. The love of God has come into your life. One translation says, rise up from that which has kept you prostrated and depressed you and kept you on the floor. Rise and shine for your light has come. Awake from that position of being prostrated and down. Oppressed, oppressed, rise up for your light has come. Jesus has come. His light has brought life. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Somebody's rising up this morning. Jesus. Worship team, come up here. I'm never going to get done. We'll do communion tonight. telling you these next this next half of this year for God's lovers they ain't gonna, you ain't, ain't got to say I love Jesus I love Jesus no they're gonna see it they're gonna see they're gonna know they're gonna be talking about you well that's a lover of Jesus right there that rising higher and higher and higher and higher. Oh, hallelujah. God will do for you what you could even imagine or think of. What you could never even think you could do for yourself the, when God does it for you. Whoo. Jesus. 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 Come on, just lift up your hands and give him thanks right now. Thank him that he poured his love on the inside of you. Thank him that he's given you in depths of insight. Thank him that he has, he has given you, you know, he has, you have access to his divine presence. Thank him that he's manifested himself to you. Thank him that he has preserved you. He has kept you up to this point. When they try to take you out, you know, whether it be a sickness or an enemy or whatever it is, they didn't succeed because you have set your love upon him. And he came and delivered you and rescued you from obscurity in the mighty name of of Jesus. If you know you're alive because he's preserved you and he's kept you, I want you to open up your mouth and begin to thank him. If you know that he's kept you because he has a wonderful plan for you, I want you to just take a moment and begin to thank him and praise him. Hallelujah. <laughs>